0: Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County Inspiration Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. And on the show, we have often talked about social skills and how it is one of the key challenges for those who are diagnosed with autism. So no matter where someone is on the spectrum from mild to severe, there's always a need for developing social skill strategies and providing that training and opportunities on how to interact appropriately with others. And to help meet these needs for some of our autism kids here in Berks County, we are very excited to partner with ABA Support Services. Uh, They will be providing a, a specialized social skills groups for us in Berks County. And so I'd like to introduce Amy Gable, who is a certified special ed teacher, a BCBA, a licensed behavioral specialist, and the president of ABA Support Services. So welcome, Amy. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. All right. So first off, just tell me a little bit about ABA support services. What do you do?
1: Um, we provide in-home services. We do functional behavioral assessments <clears throat> for school districts. We provide uh, services within school districts. Um, we do social skills groups, um, and we do assessments with the VB-MAP, ABLES, AFOLES, and AIM and PEAK. Okay, so uh, you run the whole gamut. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) and we we provide services. um, We've extended all the way out to Tawanda, all the way down to Philadelphia. We are a private practice, and we are the first company that
0: was enrolled with Medicaid for Magellan and Perform Care wonderful and so de- dealing primarily with kids who are on the spectrum or in, we like, actually work with
1: uh, children with multiple different diagnoses it's okay. it's we are a behavior company mm-hmm. although a primarily the primary diagnosis of most of our clients is autism we also get contracted in schools for kids that have um, down syndrome or they have anything that impacts their ability to access the curriculum because of a behavioral de- deficit that impedes their progress okay
0: all right but I, and you know i wanted to ask you what what is it that draws you to work with those who are on the spectrum or have these kinds of needs what, what got you into well i this?
1: I actually started working with children with special needs in high school. Um, That's where I initially was really introduced to, and that's when I first was introduced to the term autism. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, I I went into special education. And... You know, I took a special interest in kids with autism because they are so honest. <laughs> and yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, their perspective on things is somewhat enlightening, mm-hmm. and it's interesting uh, to work with them. But also, when you work with these children and you begin to make progress, uh, it's extremely rewarding. Um, so, for example, you know, when I first started doing my supervision and learning how to you know, work with an uh, ABA. We, I had a client that was 18 months old, nonverbal, mm-hmm. didn't speak, rocked on the floor, didn't acknowledge anybody coming in the room. And uh, a lot of my learning was really with her. And she's now integrated into regular ed. And you know able to access natural reinforcers within the environment. She's very happy. I had her for about 5 years
0: until um, you know she was able to exit out of services. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean to mm-hmm. to go from something where you probably think w- where do I even start mm-hmm. to see that progress where they, you know, mm-hmm. they can be with everybody else in In their Mm -hmm. classroom and and it it is an incredible thing to see and um and i'm sure part of that was dealing with the social skills Mm -hmm. part of it and and you know i I always think it's hard to explain just how hard social skills can be for somebody who's on the spectrum Mm -hmm. and you know could you enlighten us a little bit but what the difference is when it comes to social skills for those who are on the spectrum versus someone who is who's not diagnosed and why you know it's really crucial that we have to teach those skills
1: well yeah. typical children usually can engage in what's called observational learning so for example if uh two neurotypical children are together and one child is playing and um you know they want to join let's say a group of kids playing baseball they may identify the the spot that's available you Mm -hmm. know for them to you know ask can i be in that position they locate the person who's probably in charge of making those decisions then they'll ask them the skill is then Mm -hmm. to ask them can i play shortstop if that You know, position is available. That is a skill very difficult for kids. You know, with autism, even learning disabilities, ADHD is. You know, you have several skills in joining Mm -hmm. a large group. That's just one skill, Mm -hmm. and those skills need to be broken down, taught, and shaped for a child that's on the
0: spectrum. Right, and I I think a lot of times it's they learn one script. Mm -hmm. You do this. You go up. You say, hey, mm-hmm. can I play? But what happens when it doesn't go according to the script? And I think that's where the program that you're going to be doing for us will help kids to make those decisions, the the AIM
1: yes. program. So, so what so, we're doing so. is uh, AIM, which means accept, identify, and move. And this program mm-hmm. looks at psychological flexibility. It takes three research-based or evidence-based disciplines, so mindfulness. Um, apply behavior analysis and acceptance therapy and it integrates them um, into one program and the research that has come out of this uh, has been shown vast improvements in the the child's ability to self-regulate and uh, you know change the function of language so oftentimes with children when they have difficulty with specific words uh, for example uh, if something is traumatizing for them, like telling them no, they go into these meltdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, this program throughout the progression is to help the child be able to regulate their emotions and not have these these meltdowns, which oftentimes you can see also happen if they lose a game when they're playing mm-hmm. a game. Um, We do look at, you know, as when we're teaching social skills, sometimes we do focus on scripts. So how do I say hello to somebody? How do I join a game? What do I say when I lose? And, but the problem is sometimes it doesn't go as planned. Mm -hmm. And then the child goes into these meltdowns. How, you, you know, we need to look at it from a different approach to help them regulate themselves and then to come up with alternative ways of solve problems,
0: problem solving. Um, I know from talking with you a little bit before that this program also incorporates parents yes and and you know I always think a lot of times we think well, it's the kids who have to change it's the kids it's all on them but really it seems like everybody needs to work on how to how to approach child how to interact so it's really everybody has to be involved with this so how does this program incorporate those parents
1: well the parents can participate, one, with the mindfulness activities, right, so the meditation. And then um, during the session, we do work with the children, and we encourage them to be very open and honest. The, there is portions that it's the child's decision whether or not they want to share some of the information. However, we do encourage parents to... Uh, when we do a lesson teaching them what they should be looking for in you know when they're in the home environment and then encouraging them to do the homework piece where they will document um, you know times when they've witnessed them practicing something that they learned in that social skills group and you know we would be reinforcing the children for and the parents would be reinforcing the children for practicing those skills Um, this program the more people who adopt that Mm -hmm. discipline or philosophy so if the parents want to learn the program themselves the better the outcomes are for Mm -hmm. the child they will see faster changes in the child if the parents are practicing those skills they also will be adopting different language of how they are to Mm -hmm. respond to the children when they have uh their meltdowns so whether um it's based off of the hexaflex so there's six areas on the hexaflex whether it's values self as context um, you you know all that they will be uh, diffusion present moment awareness um, and committed action and then based on what the behavior is of the child um, they will be responding to them using that language
0: it seems like it's very empowering too because you know you're doing the social skills for an hour a week, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas um, uh, the parent can really be their child's best teacher. They're giving those, given those tools, you know, and then they're able to generalize and able to to do it in in all those, all those different settings, which is, which is wonderful. Um, Can you uh can you give an example of some of the activities that might be involved in a session I I, well, I don't want to throw you on the spot there uh, <laughs> no, no it's okay. is it, or, you know, is it is it very you know do you know is it very scripted is it it's you not know, there, it's you not know?
1: scripted okay. um there are lesson plans and they are tiered based on the age of the child or not just the age but their their understanding mm-hmm. and um and each script or each uh sorry not a script no script script. (laughs) each lesson has an activity that goes with it so i'll give you an example so we did an observation i've done several observations of lessons being done out in illinois where the program developed um i was i was just at dr dixon's uh the university and the research facility Mm -hmm. and the classroom Mm -hmm. uh, the school where this all generated and was developed and um and I was able to observe um, one lesson, one teacher. She was amazing. Uh, what she did is she had the children for five minutes write down what all their thoughts were. Five minutes, no speaking. What, is, what thoughts are popping up in your head? Mm-hmm. And then the children had to divide it into three sections, uh, whether the thought was something in the present, past, or future. Mm-hmm. And then they had to turn it into, we put it into a fraction. And, you know, so you could see what percentage of the thoughts where they're thinking about the past or they're perseverating. Okay. And getting the children to start moving into the future or separating their thoughts so they could start thinking about the present and the future. Um, th- another activity uh, is was it with a child where uh, they did what's called a toggle toss. And the toggle toss is we had a ball. And when they had the ball, they were to think about um, – something that was worrying them or upsetting them. And when the ball was passed, the ball carried support, and that was passed around, and each person talked about their worries. It is very important that uh, the person who's teaching, or even the parents, if they want to continue those activities at home, children learn that we all have worries. Mm -hmm. We all have these things. But it's yeah. how we cope with it or how we deal with it. Right. And um the more that we but we also want to be careful what we say to the kids. We don't want to share too much uh, you right. know, private <laughs> thoughts. Um, <Right>. but <clears throat> that um but they learn from us modeling for them so that they can become
0: observational learners. Right. Um oh. Yeah, I'm always I'm always losing my train of thought. So mm-hmm. <laughs> with that, um, it it seems like the children who are involved with this, uh, they need to be more verbal because you know again we have kids on the spectrum who range from severe to, I guess, mild, yes. you know, high, low lower higher functioning however you want to put it. So it seems like they need to be able to express their thoughts, right? It's more Correct. for that this this that end group of it. will be yes, okay, and and the age range that it can cover five all the way up to adulthood so, so they're adjusted right for yes. right to those they're tiered yes okay um well before we wrap up is there anything else um that you would want to share about just the social skills or your, your ABA sports service in general or the program that you think would be important for for us to know I think it's
1: important to know that the outcomes are tremendous. It, okay. th- he hasn't published all his research yet. I've asked him, I said, can I take it for yeah. the interview? He's like, no. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. he but said, we'll trust you. We'll trust yes. you on this one. Right? Um, you know, and they, you know, the initial place that this generated was with an alternative school mm-hmm. with kids with multiple uh, diagnoses. And and the outcomes were just phenomenal. And um and then for kids with autism the outcomes you know when they do all the measurements show such a difference in their ability to self-regulate access natural reinforcers integrate with their peers it is a different approach than um, breaking down each individual social skill um, it's getting them to think on their own and to separate with language and to be more present and calm and regulated. It's, uh, and not to perseverate, which is oftentimes an issue with your higher functioning kids. Right. Um, it's just, it, you know, my observations being out there, I was blown away by all the work and the, committed, the commitment that the university has made mm. with their doctoral students, the teachers, the kids. Um, I've even interviewed some of the children that have participated in this co- program and how they feel the outcomes were. And they really expressed that it's practice. It's hard. Yeah. It, it is hard. But they at least have the tools. And um, and they felt that it was beneficial being in the program.
0: That's wonderful. And I, I'm really excited to bring that here to mm-hmm. Berks County because I think it's a, it's a – a population that often goes overlooked. You know, mm-hmm. the, we, we have our social skills groups, but sometimes it just doesn't hit exactly what they need. So we're, we're really excited to have you to have you start this here for for the Autism Society and and providing this opportunity to our community. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm
1: really excited there. Yeah. There is one last thing I want to share sure. is that the reinforcement system is based off a function of behavior. So okay. so like we will be building a token system into the group and then whatever um whatever reinforcer they select identifies the function which is a different way of looking at we typically okay. as BCBAs we do functional behavior assessments right but that's not what we're doing here and you know one of the benefits of this program is you're reinforcing the function which makes okay. which helps the motivation for the child to participate because uh, you know usually with other um, behavior programs you know they get reinforced with tangibles
0: like you know the token economy but that's not always
1: the motivation right sometimes the motivation is to escape so you reinforce Mm -hmm. escape okay sometimes the motivation is attention so you know a therapist may say you get 10 minutes of my individual time
0: okay how do you reinforce escape (laughs) that's an interesting (laughs) one how do you do that just let them
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, it, well, that would have and that's part of the first session with the parents is sitting down and mm-hmm. we would we have four boxes that mm-hmm. are, we're going to have in the group at the end of each session. Okay. Um, one will be an escape box, one will be attention, one will be uh, sensory and one will be um, tangible. So in each box, there may be cards that the parents will you know, talk to us about. So what okay. is one of the things they they don't like to join dinner? You know, they, they rather eat by themselves. All right. So if they do this, they get an escape card where they can eat by themselves once a week.
0: It almost goes against the grain of what you think you should do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: yes. Well, but it, but each of those reinforcers would be agreed upon between us and the parents. But when you're reinforcing the function of their behavior, Mm -hmm. they're less likely to engage in maladaptive behaviors to gain
0: access to
1: those things. You're in control, Mm -hmm. right? So if I see that this is a problem behavior, I'm going to say, okay, you know, I'm going to reinforce this, you know, but it's going to be... Because
0: you did this first. You do this, you get right. this. Right. It's the first then. And it's all about motivation. Correct. You know, and, and it's going to be different from a parent. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they can, you know, I'm sure some will have a, a challenging thing with that. But I guess the, the bottom line is we you'll get results. And it, yes. it sounds like that's what happens with the AIM program.
1: And eventually what happens is, like, let's say it's escape related. Mm-hmm. The escape eventually becomes aversive. Because if they see that all these positive, fun activities right. are happening as their skills are changing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to escape anymore right as they develop skills um, you know you see that in actually some programs uh, for example like Michelle Garcia winners when I attended one of her conferences um, you know one of the activities she would do was uh, she would have these group activities and one child she'd say you know you you don't have to participate you can escape and then um and then they would have all this fun, and they would be right. you know, playing, and the child would be like, well, I don't want to sit out anymore. So it's sort of that concept over time, yeah. and eventually they are motivated to participate. But in the beginning, yeah. this is what you have to work
0: with. Right, so they get that control in the beginning, but they start to see, right. maybe this isn't really what I want Correct. to do. So that... Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited for this program to start. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you for being here. I know you traveled quite a way mm-hmm. <laughs> to get down here, so we really appreciate it. We're excited to get started, and you know that information will be coming out mm-hmm. soon. <laughs> soon mm-hmm. we'll get this ball rolling. Um, and I also want to thank, you know, give a thanks to the community because of the donations that we get throughout the year and through our walk that we're able to provide these services to the families. So. Thank you for that. Thank you, Amy. And uh, until next time, this has been Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at autismsocietyofberkscounty.org. Join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.